informing, enlightening, and inspiring a community. Welcome to the Aging and Awesome Podcast, proudly presented by Marsha Rambeau with Transaction Realty 500. And now, here are your hosts, Joe Delarippa and Carrie McKenzie. Hello, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Aging and Awesome Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie McKenzie, alongside the star of and Aging I'm... and Awesome, Joe Delarippa. Go ahead. Hi, everybody. This is Joe. How are you, Joe, today? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Been Happy. under the weather a little bit, but you the, bounced right back. I've been right under back. the weather for yeah. a few days, <clears throat> but I think I'm just about back to normal. Yeah. Happy to be out and about. And that was maybe your first time under the weather and since I've known yes, you. Yes, I'm, very, years. I've I'm never very fortunate seen. with my health, but every once in a while something does happen. Yeah. And uh, then I appreciate my good health more. <laughs> exactly, and it makes you stronger too, I think. Right. Don't you? Yeah. So um, this this podcast series has been so fun from discussing overcoming challenges, remember that? Finding happiness and relationships. Joe, are you truly inspiring many, many people? You sure are. Oh, yeah. I feel you are. You inspire me. I know you inspire people on your show. Well, I think that's what it's all about. That's what life is all about is people. And uh, I'm happy that I'm able to be in a place where I have occasion to to experience that. Uh, Meeting people, uh, new people all the time. And I've moved a lot and I've had to make friends because... Because I'm alone most of the time. I've pretty much been single most of my life, so I'm pretty good at meeting people. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. And, um, you know, you say how you're getting recognized in the community and, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Your show. It's kind of fun when people come up to you and say, Hi, oh, I saw you. I, I saw you. And I really enjoy your show. And I, yeah. and, you know, when you're doing so well, and of course that makes you feel good. Right. And helping others. That's what you want, right? And I think that if I can inspire anybody, uh, I've had people tell me, You're my inspiration. Now I admire you. And, and that is really good. That's something that you can't buy. Right. Mm-hmm. You feel good, and those people who, you know, let you know mm-hmm. that you make them feel good. Yeah, but, uh, because I have people coming into where I work asking about you. Wow. Like, where's Joe? Is Joe here? <laughs> um, I want to exercise with Joe, you know, so I have to tell him you'll be back on Wednesday or Friday, whatever day. So it's kind of fun. Um, so thank you for doing this. Well, I'm enjoying it, and just just being out and about, especially after being home for a few days, it's good to be out and about and being around people. Right, and doing this podcast again. We have to get used to it again, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's, it's always fun. Our subjects are fun. There's lots, yeah. there's lots of things out there that, to talk about. There are. And so if the listeners out there have not heard previous episodes, be sure to check them out. Today, we're continuing our podcast series on the topic of heritage and ancestry. On Aging and Awesome, both here and on TV, Joe, you have told us amazing stories of living in Italy and speaking Italian and embodying what it means to be Italian. And um, I personally liked when you shared a different sentence each show in in, in Italian. I can say, yeah. Yeah. And you uh, liked the word ashtray. Very simple for me to do because my mother spoke Italian all the time, and and uh, we were very close. In those days, you had no television. You had a little bit of radio, but most of your 
uh, environment was was what you remember. And I remember my mother sharing stories to us and telling stories, singing songs. And of course, I absorbed it and I remembered it. So when I was in Italy, uh, I felt very at home. Mm-hmm. And people said, why do you say you're American? You're not American, you're Italian. And I said, I know, I, I really feel Italian. Uh, the food and uh, the uh, expressions that people have and the family situations uh, are all very familiar to me. And, uh, and it's happy, it was always, it's, it's always happy. So that's good too. Yeah, you've um, always been proud to be Italian. I've yeah, noticed. I think so. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I, well, that's where my personality came from. That's for sure. Uh, although, I mean, I'm glad to be in the U.S. <laughs> I'm glad to be be here, and I'm glad to be in Reno, especially. Uh, I, I've got to where I love it more all the time, and I'm just so glad that I that I settled here. It's a great place. Mm-hmm. I remember you um, were talking about the word ashtray in Italian. Oh, yeah. There were funny things that were funny to me. Were one thing was was an ashtray was called porta cenere, which actually that the translation means carry the ashes. And I thought that was so funny <laughs> because to me it, it was true. That's what you used it for, and, and uh, so. So there were, there were different things like that that were um, a, a word that actually to express it in English it was it was difficult it was sometimes. Like a complete sentence. Yeah, it would be it would be more than one more than one word. Because mm-hmm. because uh, because uh, I guess the language is very expressive. It's very flowery. It's very uh, even like when they're talking about food, you can almost taste it yeah. when they're ex- explaining it to you. Yeah. yeah, you can almost taste the taste or smell the smell, and uh, that's what your senses are all about. Yeah. So, and my senses are very in tuned. Yeah. And um, so, these are some of the things that you love being Italian. Right. Or what are some other? Well, music-wise, yeah, I love the music and. Uh, and I love the uh, the love of uh, people love what they're doing. And I mean, when they do something, they do it with their whole heart and soul, and they put themselves into it. And uh, so that makes it much more meaningful uh, to be that way. I'm sure everyone isn't that way. I'm sure they probably have some, some people that are quiet and shy. But basically, as a whole, uh, the, the, the people are very expressive mm-hmm. and very outgoing and usually very happy mm-hmm. because every little thing makes them happy a flower a, a food a, the sun the family moon. i know family yeah know. and family uh, and and the uh, having uh, having the uh, uh, the choices of being able to be where you want to be and do what you want to do uh, so that's all also interesting. One of my friends was was a very good friend who was a teacher. She was Italian, a teacher, and she was a little bit more serious. Uh, the people that were from the northern part of Italy are a lot different than the southern part, just like our people are. And the, the northern people are a little bit more serious, a little bit more uh, into their work, whereas the other people, the southerners, are more happy, more outgoing, more 
love life. Friendly, like, maybe. Love life and that's family. Where, that's where you were from, the yeah. South. My mother, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm both, but my mother was from Venice, and Venice people are outgoing. Even though they're in the north, they're, they're full of life, and uh, it's a beautiful Venice if you look at the history of it. There was a lot of Greek influence that happened to uh, Venice because the Greeks were merchants, and they used to travel uh, uh, up to, uh, to Italy and go back and forth. So there was a lot, a lot of Greek words that I know that I thought were Italian, but they're actually Greek, which mm. which was part of the dialect, because Italian people had dialects, and every place they lived, they spoke a different, almost a different language, so the people couldn't communicate with each other until Mussolini came into power, and he, he made sure that everyone learned Italian in school, the oh, true okay. Italian, so then people could communicate. Right. But before that, People from one city to another, they actually couldn't communicate that well because the word they were totally different words. Right. That was interesting That's kind to of find how it out. Is here, sometimes I mean, it kind of is like that here, where we can't really communicate with everybody here in America. I think so too, because you have sayings that people come from the South, or like people come from Louisiana, mm -hmm. and they have their influence, and the people come from the North, Northern uh, states, and the Southern states. And they actually have different words. Right. That can so mean it's totally the same thing. Different. It, it's mm -hmm. the same thing. It's more more of an accent sometimes than it is a word. It's just the way they pronounce things. So I would say that there's probably like that might be that way in other countries also that people speak differently. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting. I'm I'm very interested in that because I. I like to talk, and I like to talk oh, yeah. to people, and I like to you find like out. You like to listen too, and I, hear those I stories. I find out their stories. Uh, uh -huh. There's a lot of stories that that are people think it's not interesting, but it is because it's different to you. And when I used to travel in Italy, I always sat next to a little old lady on a train, and they would tell me all about their family and all. They would just open up to me when they found out I could understand Italian, and I heard a lot of stories, and so it made me feel more at home and more comfortable. You're listening to the Aging and Awesome podcast. We'll be right back. The Aging and Awesome podcast is presented by Marsha Rambeau with Transaction Realty. She's here with us now again for another great tip. Marsha, what tips do you have for seniors to get the most out of selling their homes? Kai, as you know, well, the older we get, sometimes we tend to accumulate a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, my mother being 94, the same house for 66 years, and myself and my siblings are totally guilty of still having our things there. Um, but... I know that there's many items that there's sentiment of value and meaning, and I, I totally understand that. The best thing they can do is declutter. Mm. Box up whatever you're not gonna use, um, put them away. It's always something that, that I can help with. Um, what you want is for your new owner to be able to picture their things yes. in the home and not get distracted you know, by looking at other things. You want them to picture themselves there. Um, you should also consider if you know perhaps you've got a leaky faucet, some chip paint or anything like that, because as soon as a buyer comes in a house, they see things that need to be done 
they're already like ding ding off the price believe me and again that's another thing that i can always help with to move on great marcia thank you so much marcia rambo has worked closely with many seniors over her 30 plus year career it's a stressful time and she as she has said will definitely make it less stressful so give marcia rambo a call for a free evaluation of your home and find a place that best fits your lifestyle her number is 775 795-9133. That's 775-395-9133. Marsha Rambeau with Transaction Realty. Thank you, Marsha. And I think that I have said people tell me that I was an interesting person. And I tell them, I say, do you know why I'm interesting? And they look at me and I say, I say, because I'm interested if you're mm. interested in things, you're going to be interesting because you're oh. going to find out about all kinds of things. That's, that's, and that's that what it's all sense. about. That so makes sense. I call it just the education of life. <laughs> and you're full of it. You're full of life. That's for sure. You're a magnet. So um, what about your heritage, your Italian heritage? Well, except for my father, my father's family were farmers, and actually the little town he came from, many of them didn't even write. They just used an X for their name because they didn't go to school. school. You know, they grew up on, like on a farm, and they didn't have schooling. It wasn't say. mandatory, so they didn't go. But, of course, it's all different now. Right. But, but way back then, I'm sure. Very I'm, few people probably went to school. Yeah, right, I'm sure that it was the same way in our, in, our, in America. Right, there were right. probably, if you came from a farm and nobody was going to force you to go to school, you probably didn't go. You probably had to work on the farm. Right. And that's what it, why you had children. Or transportation to school. You right. didn't have it. Having transportation to go to school and having having schools available. Right. Sure, that was a, that was a big feature. When, um, do you remember going, you remember kindergarten for you? Cooking? Kindergarten. Yes, I loved kindergarten. I loved school, period. And I loved kindergarten because the teachers were always so warm and friendly Mm -hmm. and made you feel good. And then, and then everybody seemed happy. Kindergarten was happy. Yeah. Yeah. You you played games and you, you, you laughed and jumped around and you didn't have to sit still, which was hard for me to do when I was little to sit still. I had a lot of energy, and I didn't sit still very long. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So what about, uh, why do you love being Italian? We kind of talked about that a little bit. I would say because I feel that I have something inside me that's, I might not have if if I was, if I would say I was English or I was a different country. There's something about the uh, the heritage, and if you can look it up, the heritage that comes from different places because of the way people are. I think you're the type, though, whatever heritage you came from, you'd be excited to be that heritage or have yeah. that heritage, you know? I think, I think so. Just but that's I, who you are. I don't understand it. I don't understand it all. I just know what I feel, and I know what I what I like, and I'm fortunate to be able to do the things I like. Mm-hmm. And most of the things that I like happen to be good things and healthy things. Thank God. So I'm very fortunate Thank that way. Thank goodness. Could you I imagine? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm very fortunate uh, that I don't like trouble and I don't like bad things and I don't like... Well, a lot of people don't like bad things. But. Yeah, and I, I, I run away. I always ran away from kids that were fighting or mm -hmm. if they spoke bad words or something, mm -hmm. I stayed away from them. Mm -hmm. I, my environment always was very important. So when I think that people have to think about that, their environment is, is, is what makes you what and you your are. And your parents. Yeah, and your parents, yes. and that's part of your environment, too. Mm -hmm. And school was always, I loved school. I loved my teachers, and I loved going to school. And if I was sick and I missed school, I was horrible because I looked forward to school. Mm -hmm. And I, I was always wanted to help the teachers, and, and uh, you know, I was, I was a good student. And I wanted to learn also, and uh, just the whole the whole idea of school to me was was a good place to go. And did you go to college? No, I did oh. not go to college because I got married. I got married right after I graduated. Right, the other day we were talking mm -hmm. about the year you graduated was uh, nineteen fifty one, and you remember it was a Wednesday. Yeah, you got I, married on that I graduated Friday, on Saturday. Wednesday and I got married on Sunday. Oh, that's which crazy. when I look back I think how dumb that was. <laughs> <laughs> but what did I know? I and didn't know. And at the know. time you probably couldn't wait to graduate so you right, could get married. Right. It, it was it was very foolish. Well, you know. But it is you what live it and is. you learn, right? You wouldn't right. be who you are or here probably right. if you didn't. But also take that I step. I always one thing I always was very had role models. I always had role models. From the time I was very, very young, I would see someone that I admired, the way they worked, the way they played, the way they were, and I tried to be like that person. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing uh, I would say that and I was fortunate that I had this, the inner sense or something to follow the right people. And I always, always had role models. And people that I, I wanted to be like, and I wanted to to grow to be that the way. So I was fortunate that I had that instinct. I don't know where I got it from, but that's how I was. Mm -hmm. So that was a very big uh, thing for me, because uh, I had to go out and learn about many things because my home environment was so different. Because my mother, she talked about Italy, right? We. We uh, so we she wasn't a worldly person. <laughs> and then your dad. And then my dad was working all the time, so he was gone. So my outside was my world, mm -hmm. and people I met and friends and and uh, and as I say, I always looked up to kids that were in my class that that excelled and that were very smart. I tried to be like them, mm -hmm. try to copy them. So you wouldn't I copy their paper. You no, but I mean, <laughs> that's what I think is important, is to have a role model and say, yeah. you know, when I grow up, kids would say, you know, when I grow up, I want to be like that. Right. So I, went, I did have that. I did have that instinct. Well, I've heard that it's always good to have people around you who are who you want to be like, mm -hmm. you know, who are better or you think are better than you. So it's, you can have it's always my mother. My mother had a saying that in, in Italian, when I translate it, doesn't sound quite right, but she said, remember in your life, it is never too, too late for you to climb higher. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like a translation from Italian that my mother wrote down in my book when I graduated. That was what people would write in a, your book of your graduation. Oh. Just remember in life, it's never too late for you to go up higher, to, to excel, in other words. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, I always kind of felt that was a, 
would I like to be that way? Right, because if you hang around people who, you know, you don't respect or don't admire, you know, they could pull you down. And not only that, but, you, but you're not going to grow. Right, you, right. You need right, to be right. challenged. You need Always. to be challenged, and, and you need to aspire to something and, and, and have a goal and all that. And, and I, I was very lucky that, that I had that inside me to be that way because I got that on my own, more or less, to be mm-hmm. that way. And I always looked up to people. I, I always had a role model. I always Interest. had a role you model. You always are, are interested, like you said. Mm-hmm. You're interested. You're and, interesting because you're interested. Right, and that's something that I think people need to do that. You need to have something. Which that reminds me, I remember somebody was saying that you never say that you're bored. Like, if someone says they're bored, yeah. that means they're boring. Exactly. So I've I made think sure that I've never true. said that. I mean, not, I have go. probably in my past, but mm-hmm. and not in a long time. Exactly. And that's awful to be boring, right? Yeah. And how can you be bored? There's always something to do. <laughs> Life is for the living. That's mm-hmm. the other expression. I mm-hmm. always liked expressions like that, and I'd put them up on the wall, you know. Mm-hmm. And and people do that now. You notice people have signs in their house that say "Love, Life, Live, Live Love, and Laugh. that kind of thing. Yeah. And and uh, I always had expressions like that too that uh, kind of gave me encouragement and what have you. You're listening to the Aging and Awesome podcast. We'll be right back. The Aging and Awesome podcast is presented by Marsha Rambeau with Transaction Realty. She's here with us now. Marsha, what makes the senior market different? Well, Kai, the needs of the seniors, they typically differ from um, traditional clients. They're usually not making a job change, and they're not usually moving um, due to maybe a school preference, uh, you know, for children. They're looking for the best situation and place for them to either retire or perhaps just downsize. What they're going to want to know is should they consider a 50-plus community? Are they ready for assisted living? Or how close are medical facilities? All that's really important in making their decisions. Um, The other thing is communicating with seniors is different because a lot of them don't have computers. They don't have cell phones. So, you know, we have to go back to when I started in 1986. We had no internet. We had no cell phones. And believe it or not, we still got the job done. (laughs) I love it. I bet they love that. Some of them. Some of the less tech savvy. (laughs) Yes, yes. You know, if you have to print out the contract or whatever, take it to them to sign, and it makes it more personal anyway. That's the part I miss about all that. Right. But that's what you have to do. So, um, you know, so no matter what the issues or questions are, um, I'm just here to guide them and help them through this sometimes crazy process. Thank you so much, Marsha. Marsha Rambeau has worked closely with many seniors over her 30 plus year career. Through this stressful time, she will work tirelessly to help clients prepare, even slap some new paint on the walls if needed. Call Marsha Rambeau for a free evaluation of your home and find a place that best fits your lifestyle. Her number is 775-395-9133. That's 775-395-9133. Tell us about how um, you moved to Italy. 
Or were you born? Where were you? Um, I was born in New York. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I was born in Connecticut, and I lived in New York. But when when I decided I wanted to go to Italy, uh, I was single, you know, at the time, of course, and I was working at IBM. And I just I had a, a couple of women came to study uh, computers, and they were from Italy. And I got to befriend them because they couldn't speak English. And so they, I took them shopping and I took them to my home for dinner and I just hung around with them. And, and both of them said, well, you know, if you ever come to Italy, you'll be, my, you'll be my guest and I will take you around. And I started thinking about it. Boy, I'd like to and go how, there. How old were you? About, yeah. How old were you around this time? Oh, how old was I? I was probably, I must have been in my late 40s, I think, oh, okay. or maybe even early 50s. Because mm -hmm. I think I had my 50th birthday in Italy when I turned 50. Uh, so that was a, a, another reason that was like, oh, okay, now I know I know some people and I got to know a little bit more about, about it from talking to the modern Italy, whereas from my mother, it was mostly the old Italy, because my mother, of course, was you know was born in eighteen hundreds. So, so this way now I started to learn a little bit more about what Italy was like today. From these women. From these women, mm -hmm. one was from Rome and one was from Milan. And they were where in Connecticut? They were no, they they were they came to work at IBM to learn okay. computers, and I just befriended them because they couldn't speak English. I felt sorry for them. I thought here they are. They're, they just went from IBM so to the motel, back oh, to IBM, so back to my, So I said, oh, I think I'll take them out and show them around. And I took them to model homes, and I took them to shopping centers, and I took them to my home, and I had to meet my mother. And oh. uh, so I, I, uh, I think I was always like an ambassador yeah. because I always wanted to help, help people, people and show people around. And then I learned more about what was going on in Italy from them. So when I decided to go, I thought, you know, I, I everybody kept saying, you're so Italian, you're so Italian. Just I thought, go, oh, why don't go. I just go to Italy? So I decided to go, and and uh, and I I had made another friend that was through a friend of mine that was in Florence. So I I didn't know somebody to talk to there, you know, when I got there, and so uh, I just got rid of sold my car, got rid of my furniture. Packed my bag. That is so scary to me. I would be so scared. <laughs> and I wasn't afraid. And when I went there, I went directly to Milan, and my friends picked me up at the airport. And her husband was an engineer. She was a school how teacher. Much how much luggage did you have? Not that much. I just probably had one suitcase. I figured if I need anything, I can buy it. Mm -hmm. And I had money. And I, and I kept my money in there. I had $7,000. That's mm. what I had. And I put my money in their house in a safe and took so much money out. And now they go change it into Italian lira. And then I'd go off to, to one place and look around and see it. And then I'd go to another place. Because I was trying to find a place to live. Right. And back then, they I didn't have live, many. I wanted to live there so bad and have my own place and have people over and, and have a life. And I couldn't find a place to live. I can't believe there that. There were you no places. There was no, no hotels the only place they had was called a residence, and the residence was like all women, and there was a curfew, certain times, and it was I just like one room. I remember seeing that in movies. It was, yeah. it was, I mean, it would have been like being in a prison. 
And I mean, I was a single woman. I was a, a woman had been out and been around, and I wanted to make friends and have friends come over, and I wanted to have a life. And I realized I could not have a life that way. Mm-mm. So I, I I tried a different town, and I I kept going from one city to another city to another city. And where would you s- sleep at night? In ho- in in pension. They called them a pension, which is kind of like a rooming house. Mm-hmm. In those days, it was really cheap. It was like five dollars a night. You get a room and you got your breakfast. And you could take a shower and, and all course, that. Oh yeah, they had a shower. They had, usually had a shower and a bed, bedroom. And then I start meeting people, right? And people would say, "Oh, well, why don't you come to my house?" And Too bad they, they didn't have those for the homeless. Those what did you call it? A shallot. Yeah. The, the pension? Yeah, the pension. Like, yeah, pension. you just go there, take a shower, sleep. Uh, I didn't see homeless people. They okay. used to have gypsies in those days. They had mm. people they called gypsies, mm-hmm. and they were people that didn't have a home, and they wanted, some of them had like a like a, a trailer, or, and they yeah. it was parked outside of town. That's that's the kind of what we have, what we would say are homeless. And some of them would beg, and sometimes they were musicians that would play, and you'd give them money. Just and, like they do today. Yeah. But I mean, not as many. No. Yeah, they didn't have that many. And, of course, if you were in the southern part of Italy, the weather was warm, was warm and was nice, so you could be out more. Mm-hmm. Because if you were in the north, the northern Italy is a lot colder. It's just mm-hmm. like here. I mean, they, they, they'll have more rain, and it'll be more cold weather. But if you go down the south part, it's just like here. You go down to, to L.A., or, you know, other than San Francisco. Uh, so that was interesting. I'd meet people. Yeah, and, and, and staying at those places for $5 a night. Money goes a long way. Yeah. And then I'd buy my food. I'd stop in a delicatessen, like they have like a mm-hmm. delicatessen, and I'd buy like three slices of ham and three slices of cheese, and then I'd go to the bread store, and I'd, I'd buy a, a, a bread, piece of bread, and I'd make my sandwich. And just walk through the and day. I'd and I'd sit outside on yeah. the bench, and there were other people doing it too. You'd sit outside and have your sandwich. And then you'd have no idea where you're going to like lay your head that night? Is that how you felt? No, I would, and then I would find, find another a place. One? It was easy to find a place uh-huh. in those days. It was a well, long time ago. Well, a temporary ago. place, but not a... Yeah. a, a a residence to yeah, and to, then I never went to a residence because they were very strict. Well, and you couldn't find your own place because there weren't any available no. to pay rent, a monthly rent. No. There was there were some old houses that you could buy, and then you would have to practically rebuild them because they were old and they were way out of town. And they, I mean, I knew how much was I that? could how only do a, so much. Right? How much would a house cost like back then if oh, you wanted to buy I an can't old house? Even remember. I can't remember. Probably. More than seven thousand. Oh yeah, more than seven thousand dollars. <laughs> in fact, yeah. In fact, they made a movie about it. Remember, Under the Tuscan Sun, it was called, mm-hmm. where this woman went and she bought this old house, and then she had refixed it up. But she had a lot of money, you know. She 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 had mm-hmm. money, thousands. Mm-hmm. And uh, they made a movie of it called I remember hearing Under that the title. Tuscan Sun. It. It's very interesting. Might have to get that. But I just wanted to have a little place so yeah. that I could cook and have people over and, and live a life and have friends. And, and, and then I thought if I wanted to find something to do, I could always teach English because I spoke English and Italian. Uh-huh. I could find a place to do that. I mean, if you're not afraid to work, you can find places you to work. You would be good as a tour guide or anything. 
like or, something or like or that. Be a to tour show guide, people, yeah. Show people they, how to have fun they, and where to have fun. There weren't as many people traveling in those days as there is today. Mm-hmm. This was in the seventies, and there wasn't really that much going on. And you did all that. Timing. You was, were there for how long? I was there for like eight months. And Until my money started to run out, run out, and I started to realize that it wasn't going to happen, Aww. and I had to give it up, and I didn't want to, but my friends would say, don't go, don't but go. But you had no more income coming in, but right? I just, yeah. I just said it's, I couldn't... If you had more income coming in? If I could have found a place to live, I would have done something. But, but it wasn't, it was But if you weren't like, out of money, you would have stayed too. Yeah, it was like maybe. the handwriting on the wall was saying, you know what, this is not right. And I, I believe in that. I always believe mm-hmm. in... In that there's reasons for things. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah, eight months was a good try. I mean, I was definitely ready for it, whatever I had, whatever it took. Were you depressed coming back? Uh, yeah, like, I kind of oh. was, and people didn't want me to go, and they said, oh, you can't go, you're so Italian, you belong here, and I thought, yeah, but I, I can't, you know, it's not working out, and I even had an international driver's license. Mm-hmm. I had my money from my bank. I had everything arranged right. Uh, but it, it, that was the biggest problem was uh, location, finding a mm-hmm. place to live. And it just wasn't, wasn't meant to be. You're listening to the Aging and Awesome podcast. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Marcia Rambo with Transaction Realty 500. I've worked closely with many seniors over my 30 plus year career. Moving's tough for everyone, especially for those who have been in the same house for decades. Through this stressful time, I will work tirelessly to help you prepare, even slap on some new paint on the walls if needed. Call me, Marcia Rambo, for a free evaluation of your home. I would love to meet you and help you find a home that best fits your lifestyle. My phone number is 775-395-9133. I wish I knew you back then. (laughs) We were probably the same age as I am now, probably, huh? Sometimes I go backwards and I go, gee, if I was there today... I mean, the way I feel now, I could have done this or I would have done that. Because you're but, probably my age but, uh, when you at, went at back there, age, right? In 50, from yeah. 50? Mm-hmm. But anyway, and I, 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 it was an experience, too. A very good experience, that's for sure. Right. Um, so why is traveling so important to you? Traveling was a lot easier in those days too. That was, I mean, the other thing. Mm-hmm. It was it was much more reasonable. There weren't that many tourists. There weren't mm-hmm. that many people that were tourists, because I was there in the winter. I mean, I was there in the winter, and it was pretty darn cold. I had my friend took me to a factory, and I went and bought a winter heavy winter coat, because it it was cold. I was there through the winter. I was there from like the fall through the winter and the spring. Mm-hmm. Do you still have that coat? No, I, I think I finally got gave it away. It was mm-hmm. heavy, it was real heavy wool. I bet. <laughs> Do you have any clothes left from when you were in Italy? Not really. Uh, clothes I could get real reasonable. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend would take me to these factories where they had, like last year's style, they would not be caught wearing it because they were very fashion conscious. Oh, so yes. I could buy shoes 
uh, real cheap and, and cold. I would love to go there just to go shopping. Oh, yeah. Shopping would be fun. Wouldn't <laughs> it? It would be and fun. And their clothes are beautiful. You know. Yeah. Milan. Milan is... Uh, is it's probably expensive is, now, is, is right? So, but, yeah, and... and, and uh, I have a story that I thought was kind of sad in a way, but it was one day, and I was so tired of dressing just being, like, casual that I wanted to dress nice, so I wore a suit. I had one suit, and I wore a suit, and I had heels and nylons, and I, and I took the train, and I was in a Milan. A pants suit? Yeah. A, a, like, like, a, like a suit you would wear, a business okay. type suit. And so anyway, so I went into, into town, and I went into this place called the Galleria, which is a, it was a covered shopping center mm. where they had all stores on both sides and everything. It's called the, it's very famous in Milan. And I went there and I walked around and then I thought, oh, I, there was a, a, a hotel. I think it was a Hyatt or a Hilton. I think I think I'll go in there and have a drink and just feel really good. So yeah. I went in there and I sat down and I ordered a drink and I just felt really really good just being out and being dressed. And so when I went outside, it was snowing. <laughs> And it was snowing hard, and I had to wait a long way to go because I had to take a train, and then oh I had to take goodness. another little train, and then I had to take another train to get to my friend's house. So there I am, and now I'm getting all wet and everything in my suit. And you wanted and to strut I, your stuff I, I down felt, the street. I thought it must have been the one day that I decided I was going to dress up and go out, and I got <laughs> so so I finally got to to their town, and I called her. And I said, could you come and pick me up at the station? And she said, sure. So I was all droopy, wet, and it was, <laughs> it was so funny. One day that I yeah. wanted to look Really nice strut and, your stuff down yeah, the street, right. huh? <laughs> so anyway, I thought, no, because it was must getting towards <laughs> winter. <laughs> That's great. That's but great. Anyway. So um, do you have a favorite travel story that you remember? Oh, I have so many. I know you've been a lot of places. It doesn't have to yeah. be in Italy. Yeah. But um, well, let's see. I've traveled a bit, and I've had. Yeah. I always have a good story. You usually travel every year, right? Yeah, I've you have. I've, I've, I've had some real good uh, times in Mexico because I love Mexico, mm -hmm. and I've gone to Mexico quite a bit, and uh, and I went to Greece. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Spain. Well, I went, you know, I did go around. And you went these went to these places mostly by yourself. Most of the right? time, I was mostly. by myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was, uh, I was just realized that there were things I wanted to do, and if I if I had to do them alone, I was going to do them alone. Mm -hmm. It was either don't go, or do it alone. And I said, I'm not going to not go. Right. So there. Because you want to live your life. Do what you want to do when yeah. you want to do it. And and times were different. I mean, times are different today. Mm -hmm. Let's face it. Uh, in the 70s, it was a lot easier to get around, and, and it was more safe mm -hmm. than it is now. Mm -hmm. There wasn't as much turmoil and so forth. But. Um, do you have any um, idea of where you want to go to next? Do you have anything on your agenda? Um places I haven't been. I keep thinking uh, places I loved that I'd like to go again, but then I think, you know, I should go to places I haven't been to. I remember we had this conversation and we thought maybe um, 
you should go to a dude ranch. Remember, we talked about the dude. Your friend went to yeah. the dude ranch. Since my friend met her, met her husband there. Her husband had a dude yeah, ranch. Yeah, I think that's where you should go I next. I think that would be fun. That'd be awesome. <clears throat> Since I have all my clothes from the rodeo. Yeah, I've got the right clothes. That's and you have for sure. that beautiful scarf. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That'd be. I think that's so a good that thing would be, to think about. That would be fun to do. I'll think about that. I'll check it out. It's just a, it's such check a funny out. word to me, dude ranch. Mm -hmm. so I don't know why they call it that. Why do they call it that? I don't. You know, the only thing I could think of is they used to call a guy that wasn't it wasn't a cowboy. They called like a dude. It was, they called him a dude. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what where it came from. But I'll have to ask Marsha's husband dude. Joe. Because that's where he, he, he came from, a dude ranch. I'll have to ask him. In my opinion, yeah. that's what I think, but well, I could be wrong. Because that's a popular slang word Yeah, these they used days. to say dude. Actually, it's outdated yeah. a little bit now. Yes, hey, that's dude. what I mean. Hey, dude. Yeah. So that could be it. Yeah. yeah. So um, how do you, how do you um, live like an Italian in America? You Well... When I'm, in my, when lot, I'm right? in my house, I can do what I want. Right? And everything <laughs> in your have, house? I can have my music. Yeah. I can have my food. Uh, uh, you can speak your language. So I talk to myself sometime. And I think I dream sometime in Italian. I mean, I think I do. But anyway, uh, I, I, I don't know. And, of course, there's other things that I that I do, that I mm -hmm. like to do, and, and uh, but a lot of that is, has to do with, uh, my heritage has to do with how, how I feel as, as I'm alone, you know, and that kind of keeps me company. That's mm -hmm. my kind of my company. I, I think a long time ago I said I have to learn how to be my own best friend. Right. And I, so I try to do that. I and try you don't to, know a lot of Italian no, I don't here. hear. I mean, I, I I have my cousins back in Connecticut, and uh, and then of course my friends in Italy. I, I Christmas time, I write a card, and they write a card, and they write a letter. You know, at, at the holidays. And a long time ago, they came to visit me. They actually came and visited me a couple of times mm -hmm. from the ones from Milan, and so I uh, just just take it a day at a time. Right, and there's plenty of people here in America yeah. who say they're Italian, but they don't know anything about Italians, no, right? No, You know, they're always happy to claim no. they're Italian. We know a few right. where I work yeah. that, that say they're Italian, but... Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, we're all different. Whatever. Yeah, so um, are you worried about globalization in the sense that... Um, uh, Individual cultures seem to be fading away as we all become more and more connected through the internet. Like, uh, uh, in a way, yes, and in a way, no, because a lot of people are doing that uh, searching for ancestry, mm -hmm. and that has brought a lot of people back into connection. Into, into connections. Like, I was reading about someone the other day who who ran into someone from Sweden that they found out was a great-grandfather or something. Mm. So now they want to go to Sweden. And so I think because of a, the ancestry, it's going to get people out I hope to, so. to, uh, to research some of it. I hope so. And uh, if, they're, if they're interested, let's face it, some people aren't interested. They're, they're only interested in right now. They're not right. interested in tomorrow or yesterday. 
<laughs> right. They're kind of like a melting pot. Like we're all like coming together and just like. Right. Right. And it just depends on what you do, where you yeah. are, I think. Yeah. But, but I think this ancestry thing is really helping people to, uh, to, to learn more about, and they, and they get all excited about it. You right. Know? So right. I think that, that's the first time that's happened in a long time. So anyway, there's a lot out there. There's so much out there. If you're going to be alive, you might as well live. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> how do you think we can preserve and cherish our own individual cultures? What, what, what do you think is important to do that? Well, the only way I can think of is, like I say, to, to uh, enjoy like the festival days mm -hmm. that they have mm -hmm. and, and then share with your family mm -hmm. what you have and, and uh, get them to, to, to know what, what it is, you know, and share with them. And other and than stories that, and, stories and, and keep, yeah, keep the stories going. Talk about your ancestors. Yeah, I mean... The ones who've been here and passed, and right, and I think it's so much easier today because, like I say, we have all these, we have all the technical things that we didn't have before, right? Which you could still do, so right. And that's about all we have time for today. And thank you so much for our sponsors, including Marsha Rambo with Transaction Realty for making the Aging and Awesome podcast possible. Be sure to tune into Aging and Awesome Saturdays on KTVN2 News. And we will see you back here soon for another episode of Aging and Awesome podcast. I'm Carrie McKenzie. And on behalf of Joe and all of us at Aging and Awesome, have a great day. Right, Joe? Want to say bye? Right. Go out and enjoy this lovely, lovely day. This is fun. Bye. I'm glad we're back. I'm glad Thank we're you. back. Love you, Joe.